Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera. And this is Natasha Mina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. What's up, girl? Hey. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how are you? How's your week been? It's been good. It's been going, I guess. Nothing spectacular has been going on. Have you done week. anything? Nothing that I can really, that's worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fun. No? I've been dry. Dry week. Oh. Dry can be good, though, if you needed it. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's been boring. It's just been boring as shit. Really? But I feel like it's like this top, like the top of the week is boring for me. And then like the rest of the week is like super busy. Right. To the point I have to schedule in when I can take my damn hair out. Girl. So, that was a whole thing for me yesterday. I was like, oh, I could have took it out yesterday. But damn, I got to do the podcast. Oh, I, oh. I've, but then I also have to do something else tomorrow. My oh. hair don't have time to do my hair until uh, Friday, and then right. Saturday I need it done. So it's yeah. kind of like uh, I hate that, and then it's I'll, like it's a process too. Yeah, my hair ain't, <laughs> it ain't too cute. It ain't fit. It's not fit a fashion model size. <laughs> but see, you got braids and stuff, so it's a lot to take yeah. out. And girl, and you yes. gotta do a mask and just mm. yeah, we'll get into our hair pro- processes mm. one day because it's a lot. It is, and it is a lot. I, I, you ever get your hair done and you know they gotta use the hot comb. Right. Or like when they blow drying and you feel so bad, you like Oh yeah. Damn, I really gotta touch this bitch for real. <laughs> and they wanna work on this hair. Then with me, it'd be like the shampoo girl detangling it yep. and then blow drying it and it'd be like looking like a little bit of hair. And then they they I like when they be surprised when it when it shrink when they right. realize it was shrinking. You really got some hair. Like don't play with me, ho. <laughs> One thing oh about it, God. two things for sure. I ain't bald here now. <laughs> I always apologize because I feel bad because I do try. I think I detangle and then they go to put the comb through and I'm like, oh. I think I detangle <laughs> then they hit that shit with water right. <laughs> and that shit is all and over my hair here. show out and then from when you blow dry it, I'm not one of those girls who hair blow dries straight. It blow dries into a fro. Like, a straight and fro, but still a fro. Right. So, then the hairstylist got to hit the hot comb on the bitch. And then I'm like, (laughs) damn, I got to really tip, tip this. Like, damn. Right, right. And then be like, oh, your hair, you know, you need a trim. I know that. Do what you do. (laughs) Damn. Do what you do. It's a lot. It's a whole process. But how have you been? I'm busy. I'm really, really busy doing, you know, um... I did the whole hair thing yesterday, which was, I was up to four in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday morning, taking my braids out, um, then deep condition for like five hours. It's just a whole thing. And mm-hmm. I've been crocheting all day today. And it looks cute. It's all right, girl. I just rushed it. Like, I had to just <laughs> be you, here. Like yeah, It's cute. Thank you. But, um, you know, other than that, just uh, spending time with, with Malia, uh, there was... Um, I went to go visit a family member on Saturday. So that was nice because I don't get to see anybody right. anymore since I'm always doing stuff. Right. So um, it was nice to have a little break, but it really wasn't a break like that. So, you know, then Father's Day came. So we had to go and uh, see my ex and give him some things for Father's Day. Oh, so, that's what's up. Yeah, we got him some seafood. I guess he wanted the seafood platter, and he's just like, oh, and I want... Um, what's that crap called? Um, um, y'all know, but 
the um not clams name mussels no name the oysters that crap. He wanted that raw oysters and all of that. All right, like, who he fucking? I said you're doing too much. This, I, I know it's Aphrodisiac. when niggas get a new bitch because they start doing no, all this extra shit. No, that's just thing. That's just I will get from that. He's always been into that. Oysters. It's so nasty to me, and I'm like, I don't see you order that shit when it's your money. But now you want it with mine. Oh yeah, you know oysters and this. But, but um, you do that shit too. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> you, you want know. two pounds of crab legs now? Whatever. <laughs> But um, he had a really, really good Father's Day. My mom, between me and my mom, you know, of course, Malia, we got her. And his mom, we got him a lot of stuff. So, you know, some polo shirts. That's been about $300. I forgot that it was Father's Day. But my petty ass definitely looked on my um, father's Facebook just to make sure nobody wished him shit. Because <laughs> I was about to say, y'all ain't nothing to see him so with his funny. motherfucking kids. So what, you was going to respond? You was going to say that? Yep. Comments? I unblocked him just so I could see. I was going to get right in them comments. I like, bitch, what child you seen him with? Oh, shit. <laughs> Your dad got a Facebook? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's another story for another day. Girl. But, oh, wow. um... Let's talk about some mess that's About fathers and Father's Day. Fathers and Father's <laughs> Day. Some yeah. news came out. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if it was Father's Day that this came out, but Lala and Carmelo Anthony are moving forward with a divorce. Right. I feel like they were not together for a long time, and just somebody was just like, look, fuck it, I'm done. I'm tired right. of she this was. weird shit that we're doing, like, Mm. Their kid isn't about to go into high school. Like, right. the whole pandemic, she pretty much was with Sierra and um, in L.A. with um, Vanessa Bryant and stuff like that. She, you didn't, okay. Even when you see, like, people were kind of got together and they, you know, they quarantined together. Right. Lala was like, fuck that. <laughs> well, I've seen pictures with her and Carmelo together during quarantine. I didn't. They, they was, you know, for a little bit. Probably I the, think, like, the two weeks. pajamas and stuff. Maybe those two weeks <laughs> when everybody thought shit was about to go back to normal and then that bitch got on the right. plane because I didn't see it. But it was for real, for real. When everybody had those two weeks and we were still working. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think that, um, well, let me ask you what you think. Why do you think now was the time to be done with it? I think, I think now is because he allegedly... Has another side child. Kids. Yeah. Wait, it was twins, right? Yes. Allegedly has newborn twins. (laughs) And then allegedly, I ain't trying to get sued shit. Um, (laughs) There was a a little girl in Chicago that is supposed to be his, according Mm. to the mother. So I just think at this point it's disrespectful. Then two, she don't need to be with him. She has her own identity outside of him. She's no longer a basketball wife, just a basketball wife. She right. has solidified things for herself, and it's easier for her to move forward, and she'll be good, you know? Like, she okay. has shook hands with the who's who in Hollywood. She stayed working, and I don't know why, but <laughs> she stayed with an acting drive, and, you know, forever, whatever reason that is, God bless them. And, you know, share the blessings over here. But, you know. Remember her on the turntables? <laughs> and two can play that game? Oh, Remember God. her? She was on yeah. the turntables. Or you remember her, her in, um, You Got Served? 
No, I don't. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yes, I do. I remember. She was when always, it was about the battle, right? She was in, or at I the think end of the battle. Did. Yeah, I think she was in one of the Bring It Ons too. <laughs> she was basically playing herself. Yeah, though. she was a, a and DJ. then like uh, think like a man. She didn't even talk in that movie. They just had her as the best friend of Megan Good, but whatever reason, I don't think she needs to be with him anymore. And I think it's also, I know with some people, and I believe she is a cancer, I think a lot of cancers are very... Um, you think she a cancer? I think no. she is. I think she is. I believe she is. But I know with a lot of cancers and no shade, it take a minute to really be like, like you you might not fuck with the person, but it take a minute to like be like, all right, I'm done playing. <laughs> What's shady in it? No, because I know, I know you thought I was about to say some weird nah. shit. But no, like I just think it take a minute to, and I think Leo's do this too. And it's like, I, I, all right, I'm really done. Even, but with cancers, they be playing around with other niggas. Right. And then be like, all right, I got a new favorite nigga now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can X you out. Yeah, yeah with Leos, they just you. be, like, mentally out of it. But with Cancers, Cancers are, like, the player players. Like, they're going to have them a new nigga real quick, and then they're going to be, like, they still going to have you around. I can't confirm or deny that. But, but... they're, like, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready to go. I got a new favorite nigga. I don't got to deal with you. And then, at this point, Carmelo don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, see, I don't, I don't see it that way only because... It does seem like they weren't together for a while. So mm-hmm. why even stay after the first outside child? Like, there's, to me, there's a disconnect. Um, I don't know if it's just because you like the facade mm-hmm. of appearing like a united couple, a power couple, or... Because it can't be the child. It can't be your son. It has to be something else because he's already done head outside, baby. Everybody knows about it. I'm sure he's on social media. So I feel like to me it's more so now I'm. it was okay when you was dipping your dick in other things and maybe we were collectively doing our own thing. But now it's fucked up the image. So right. it's, it wasn't even never even really about the money anyway. I feel like it was just about the perception of a... I'm staying staying by my man. Maybe he needed it for the league. I don't really know. I don't even know if he still play. I don't know nothing he about does. Carmelo. He still plays. <laughs> but that's why. I, that's basically what I was saying is that mm-hmm. she doesn't need to be his wife. She could go back to being Lala Vasquez if she wants to. So like, why the hell stay? I think even after were, the last one. Well, I don't think that they were actively together. I think they just did. They were separate but married for a while. And I think they co-parented, and it to us it may have looked like they were working it out, but the, they were still very separate people. Like people, that's do the that appearance shit. they gave was that they like she was still. I with didn't get him. that. That bitch was living her life. I'm I follow her. I didn't see her around him like that. I don't think that I they were that. really actively together. I don't I don't see her. She wasn't out and about with people, but she definitely wasn't a woman. That looked like she was in a loving relationship, and now she wasn't a single-looking woman either. Though, I mean, how does they look? <laughs> Single, like it I looked feel like, like she wasn't with no man. I'll say this: when it came out that after he had that first outside child, it was very um, purposely done to look like they were a collective. She stood by that nigga. She didn't look like somebody that was done with their situation. It looked like somebody like, okay, well, we're going to work this out or whatever. And then you never tried to say anything otherwise. She did. What? She got drunk at a club, and she was saying that she on her hot girl stuff. 
That's that's not really saying and much. That just sound like I'm mad and I'm drunk. I, I, I mean, hear bitches say that all the time and they don't go nowhere. Yeah, but like, she. I mean, it's a statement. It's a statement that a woman her age probably wouldn't make. I just think that, that, that it's weird. I, I don't know. And even even more so, to be honest, is the fact that you let this. If it even if it is or isn't true, the uh, perception that you kept this man away from that outside child is also odd to me. Like, it, that was okay, too. So, okay, is that a true thing? Like, you were okay when, okay, well, you had to cut this girl off. Was it that? Like, okay, well, you pay her a little lump sum of money. We're going to just keep it pushing. You better not fucking try to claim that baby. And then he come up with twins, and it's like, okay, now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Make him just ignore every fucking outside child that there is? Like, you think that was on her part, or do you think that's on his part as well? What you mean? About not being in that child's life. Do you think it I was think that, solely her? No, I don't feel like a woman can solely do anything. But as like I said, it's the perception that was out there that was never cleared up. Like, if it's me, regardless of the situation, I will let it be known. Just like you say, oh, get drunk and say hot girl summer. I'm going to let it be known. Listen, don't blame that shit the fuck on me if he not in that little kid's life. That don't have nothing to do with me. I'm a grown-ass woman, and it's just certain things that... I feel like it's below my character if I'm going to, you know, have this certain facade that I'm trying to give off. Like, their relationship is very weird. And to be honest, to me, I always thought she was more so, you know. No, that's the (laughs) team. I Uh, didn't really think that she was a straight woman to begin with. But that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, I wonder how her cousin's doing. I really liked her that show. Her cousin made that show, by the way. You think so? Mm-hmm. Her cousin made that show for me. That was. I think it wasn't just her. I think it was a few people that made the show. Just and the cousin's friend. Yeah, the cousin's friend. Was her oh, name? Was it her personal Poe? assistant? No, that was like her, their mutual friend. Okay. But um, we're going to get into next DMX estate is in question right now. Okay. His wife, his fiance, um, Desiree Lindstrom, I think, um, has tried to file as his common law wife uh-huh. and was denied. Um, and right now, they're saying that his estate is only worth a million dollars. I really hope that's not true. Mm. I really mm. pray that's not true. Um, it probably is. But, yeah, more than likely it is, and it's 15 children. And his, he now mm. has at least three or four adult children mm. out of his 15, 17, I think, kids. And they all by the ex-wife? No. Um, I believe uh, two of her sons are adults now. He has he has two daughters that are grown that are not with her. Okay. But I believe the oldest child is his ex-wife's child. So they're all they're not even coming to, together. They're all trying to get claim to the estate. And um my thoughts on that is I I think that she got denied for a few reasons because most states don't recognize common law marriages. Right. And not to be funny, you know, people are still grieving, you know, this is people's families, but he had children within the five years of their relationship. Right. And to look at it like common law, it has to look like you were together, that you both were committed but decided not to get married. Y'all were committed to the relationship. Y'all kind of held all the standards of marriage without the certificate. Right. But being as though 
he kind of went outside the re- well he did go outside the relationship it tainted the sanctity of what marriage is supposed to be children children like children multiple? yeah oh shit in five years yeah he had multiple babies on that girl mm. and she's more than one for I mean, dmx god rest his soul dmx the last five years, yes. Mm, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I think that's one of those things way. where, you know, you have to... We have to, as black people, honestly, to be more diligent about the things that we own. Like, we have to make sure that when we pass away, our children are good. Right. Especially if we're living very reckless lives or have lived very reckless lives in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, because health, you know, things catch up to you later. I think we have to be very diligent about life, and at any moment, anything can happen. And having a will isn't like counting death. It's just saying, in the event that I can't make a decision for myself or my well-being, this is what I want done. What about just basic as life insurance? Right, so but I guess we didn't have that either. Can you get life insurance if you got an active drug addict? I'm I'm sure there is some. I'm sure there is some. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure. I have life. I have two life insurances. Well, I probably shouldn't say this. Somebody probably won't hit me over the fucking head. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm I'm not rich. I I make sure you know things are there. And I say this all the time. You live these lives, and it's like, why didn't you have a will? Like you have to have lawyer. Like even with Nipsey Hussle, there was no will, and it's like, but you're a public figure like you have lawyers you have contracts like nobody sat y'all down and talked about this these are things that we have to start to talk about because it's these situations that you're not covered and it is and for artists like dmx to have thousands of songs and his voice is being used for different things like you have said profound things like you could be they're going to make a movie about you these right. are the things that you should, you know, think about. It's not just, you know, the money that you have. It's the money that you can curate later. So, yeah. press. Well, them. I know that they said um, Kanye West had, um, what did he collab with? Some designer. I forget which designer it was. Oh, I believe it was Balenciaga. Uh-huh. And all the proceeds went to his kids. That's what I was told. That's nice. Um mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like people knew that it was an issue. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to have that conversation about death. I get it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, especially him being an entertainer and as much money as that man has touched in his whole career, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that at some point people like, you know, like, um, the ex-wife. What's her, Tashira? What's her well, name? Tashira. I would have had multiple policies on him. Yeah. Like, as soon as I found out he was on drugs, and I'm pretty sure she knew before he was a um, celebrity. So I would have had multiple policies I on him. I think a lot of personally. people really have a thing about doing that where they think that they are, you know, manifesting death or something. Like, like it's weird. like getting a prenup. People feel like, well, if you get it, you planning on uh Getting divorced and it's like I'm not planning on dying. That's like but saying I'm getting car insurance because I want to get in an accident. Yeah, it's like I'm not planning <laughs> on dying, but we are only promised two things in this world: to be born and to die. So these are things that should be protected, and it's not cheap. It's no. not cheap. No, not you at know, all. especially you know in this day and age. But that's why I want to be cremated. Don't put me in nobody's ground, please. Save your fucking money. Whatever money I leave, have fun. <laughs> That's what you do. Just have fun. 
Um, but our next story is going to be Chris Brown. <laughs> mm. I had just said that Chris Brown kind of been staying out of trouble. And every time I say stuff like that, this nigga do some shit. So mm. he allegedly smacked the woman and made a little piece of her weave come off. Can you <laughs> According what to the, the neighborhood a little piece of weave? <laughs> I mean weave. I said, <laughs> see, y'all said little piece of weed because like they piece don't even stand of right. Weave. So How do you the make neighborhood, a piece of weave the neighborhood talk says Chris Brown may be in some serious trouble. He is currently under investigation for allegedly putting the the he they uh putting the paws on a woman. They had laws. He allegedly slapped the woman on the back of her head so hard that a piece of her little weave came off, according <laughs> to TMZ. That's not fun. I'm not laughing Sources at the, told the, hit, the so site I that promise. the victim has no injury besides the weave. Mm. No arrests were made. Why are you touching people, Chris? And why mm. they keep saying her little weave? Mm, mm, like, Chris, mm. why are you touching people? And I had just debated about this when somebody was trying to tell me that... Chris Brown was an abusive person. He had an abusive, in, abu- you know, uh, incident. And I said, no, that nigga has an abusive personality. He's an Whether abuser. he's physically or mentally, he does shit to hurt people on purpose, especially the people that he had intimate relationships with. Yeah. He, they were like, oh, he didn't hit Karuchi. I said, you don't know that. <laughs> Who said that he didn't hit Karuchi? That's what I said. You don't know that. That's you weird. don't know if he didn't hit Karuchi. But what he did do, he... Emotionally abused her. He left out that house on Christmas and said he'd be right back. And she turned on the Lakers game and he was sitting there in courtside seat with Rihanna. That's emotional abuse. Well, how do people know that he will make you think that he just stopped abusing? Because what makes people think that? They think if someone doesn't say it, it doesn't happen. And That's even when stupid. somebody says it, they think that it's an isolated incident. That's so stupid. And he has an abusive personality and he need to get his shit together. To me, as far as the physical abuse is concerned, it's just like sexual deviance to me. Mm-hmm. Certain things is just innate in that person. Certain things I don't think you can recover from. And the only, and I'll say maybe one exception might be somebody that's really only aggressive when they're intoxicated. And that's a hard reach with me for saying that. But other than job. that, but other than that, I can't see. Somebody being different. I feel like once you start that, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. That trajectory, that is who you are. You will always put your hands on women, like you said. It will. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical, but ninety eh, percent of the time, it's still going to be physical. He might not be punching, but he damn sure is shoving. Just like little Bow Wow. Like mm-hmm. I love how people still. He's still on we. I don't understand that. He's still and about he had, to do a versus. And he, multiple people have come out saying this man is fucking abusive. Like he, we done seen pictures. Like you know, he sat here and advocated for R. Kelly of all people. Like I mean, was really mad that Dre and Kelly was on the fucking show. Remember, he went. He refused to do scenes with her. Like that's mm-hmm. how upset he was. Like oh, you're on here talking bad about him like like this is my mentor and it's like oh so that's the type of person you are right and <laughs> you're not even a singer why would he be your mentor you don't make beats you're not a singer you're not a song no you're showing the break i'm showing what, you, what i'm advocating for i'm <laughs> showing what i advocate that last bitch he thought he's about to touch whipped his motherfucking she ass, fucked his ass up. and i bet <laughs> you you start keeping your fucking hands to yourself next time bitch i still don't think he does 
Probably like not. He he, he, he got no. a complex. There's something else going on with that. But Chris Brown is definitely um, enabled. I think a lot of people in his circle enable him, and he seems to be on hard drugs to me. Nobody ever talks about that. Every time I see him, he looks like he's doing crack to me. He looks like mm-hmm. he is on meth. I know he's admitted to doing like shit like that before, but he looks like it. Like he looks skinnier and skinnier. He looks like a skeleton to me, and it's very scary. Yeah. Like whatever's going on with him, I don't know what's going on, but he really needs serious fucking help. I think that comes with you know, even like with Bow Wow. Stop having a whole bunch of yes people around you. Mm-hmm. And it, it happens often with people who were famous very early. And, right. you know, their success is um, depend. You know, them being successful is dependent on everybody else's livelihood around them. So they're just going to do whatever they want to do. And right. I feel like a lot of people only know how to deal with people that kiss their ass. And mm. I, you can ask Anybody, you can ask my friend Allison. I say this all the time. I don't like being around people that kiss my ass. It annoys the shit out of me. But it you're not a celebrity me. either. No, either way, even no, when I'm a say, that's it's a just an annoying thing that's a to kiss level. my ass. Either way, I probably still wouldn't want nobody around to kiss my you ass. What I'm saying is people that celebrities normally, not saying it about you specifically, but people that are celebrities like a certain amount of attention, and they don't like, no, they don't like anything negative, period. So with when it comes to, you know, oh, you're so beautiful, or you're so talented, that's all they want to hear after a while. I because think they that, say yeah. it's like an addiction. So when somebody comes around you and they're like, oh, they try to kind of check you, and you see, oh, other people check that person and they the fuck out of here and, and no longer can they get part of this gravy train, I'm going to just shut the fuck up and just, oh, oh yeah, oh, you want to do that? Yeah, that that shit, that trash bag you got on, yeah, that's the hottest trash bag. Yeah, you look great, girl. Yes, you look amazing. Oh, you sound yeah, great. You sound that's amazing. that's why I can't work for, like, a celebrity <laughs> like that because I feel like a lot of it is not even just you being a celebrity. It's you have, being a narcissist and thinking that that's you a, do that's without. That's a lot of it. Because there are people that can be, like, I've watched countless, like, Beyonce videos, and we'll get into my queen later, but <laughs> she really... My queen, man. She Ooh. listens. <laughs> she really listens to criticism. Yeah. Like, she's going to do it over and over. I watch how her choreographers is like, you did it good. She out of breath. They're like, you did good, but this part, you got to do this. And right. I think it's all about if you feel like there's room for you to grow. And I think a lot she of... She has a level of humility that you, most... A lot that, of people don't at have. At her height, especially where the hell she is. They don't have. Don't have. That's what makes it's her bitches, so likable. The, we talked about Encore. It's the bitches that's <laughs> not near her level that don't got it. They can't even fucking see the throne, let alone okay. sit on that bitch. They don't even know what that shit smell like. <laughs> but um, just to get into something a little bit more serious, um, over the weekend, a story came out about Atlanta Child being abused on live for being gay. Right. And um, just a little bit from Hollywood Unlocked. On Thursday, Thursday, June 17th, a video went viral showing a 12-year-old Atlanta child being abused on Instagram live for being gay. It's now reported that the young boy has been removed from his mother's custody by Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services. Good. As we previously shared, the young boy, whose name is Tyler, was humiliated on IG Live after his older brother shaved the word gay into his head, while sister behind the camera and others called the boy a gay-ass bitch or doing gay shit. 
Tyler's brother proceeds to punch him and grip him up in the video before it cuts. After the video made his rounds calling for justice for Tyler, he ended up making an IG Live what appears to be a coerced damage control statement for his siblings. He said, my brother and them, they didn't abuse me. They were just showing me that I need to, to stop doing it. I just wanted to get this off my chest. Like, my sister didn't do anything or my brother. They were just showing me the right thing to do. It wasn't like they was abusing me. They would never do things like that. However, the initial video was out and eventually picked up by authorities at the Atlanta Police Department Special Victims Unit and the commander of the LGBTQ Liaison Unit. Additionally, Georgia DFCS also stepped in, and as of Saturday, June 19th, Tyler was reportedly removed from his mother's custody with a court date reportedly set. We will continue to share updates as they surface. This bothers me on so many levels. Like, it just bothers me on so, so many levels. Yeah, me too. One, why do people think it's okay to show them, like, abusing children online? I think that's the dumbest shit ever. I think that's the stupid. It's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Even if your child, like, this child didn't, but even the videos where the children... Obviously, like, I saw one where a girl was, like, sending naked videos to, like, older men and lying about her age, and her mom embarrassed her on the internet. Mm-hmm. I felt like, well, you just opened her to a world of predators right. that she can run to because you just disrespected the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. Instead of you disciplining, why do you need an audience for that? And two, to do that, to assume that a 12-year-old is gay and to write that and torment them... And then say if he would have harmed himself later, then y'all would have been crying and talking about rest in peace and I'm sorry that you felt that way. Like, Mm y'all are the bullies. Like, people wonder why they think it's just at school, like, why kids take their lives. And it's like, they can't escape this shit. They go to school and get bullied. They come home and get abused. And y'all put this shit on the internet and y'all think it's okay. I don't understand what did they think the outcome would be by putting it online. It's no way that you thought people were going to be, like, you know, justifying and saying, yeah, that's what's up. You beat that mm-hmm. gay up out of him. But mm-hmm. this is the other thing, too, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be smart. But why do people only keep talking about the gay written on the side of his head? You can clearly see that they fucked up his hair. It, it was fucked up. Yeah, like, his hair was totally his fucked hair. up. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't they understand the top that. On, they put patches in his hair. And then, the like, I seen the video, and, like, you slapped the shit out of him. And his brother, let's not think it's a little kid. It's a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. The brother is a grown-ass man, and all the men that surround in the video are grown-ass men. I feel like the brother, to me, it seems like it's some stuff in you. I feel yeah. like you're looking at the part of you that you don't like or things you may have engaged in or you're trying to suppress, and and I know it's not always the case, but to me, the the amount of anger that was present, um, it was seriously uncalled for, and I didn't really get what you were getting out of it. So he was going to say, okay, I'm embarrassed now. All right, I'm going to start acting manly. So Because, Mm -hmm. again, like we talked about in previous um, episodes, in regards to to STDs, you know, HIV specifically, this is why people keep getting infected today in 2020 fucking one. Because now this little boy might have to sneak around and be who the fuck he want to be in shady fucking places doing 
using drugs mm-hmm. to be himself and not thinking properly, so he's not using the right methods to make sure he protects himself. Mm-hmm. So now he would have this whole other stigma on him, on, in addition to being fucking gay. Like, why? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the, the rationale behind, you know, why you felt that was okay. What is wrong with him being gay? What is the problem? What does it affect? How does it affect you? And it's like you said, that's the brother. So the mom, the sister, the brother, like y'all all just sat around and said, oh yeah, do this. All right, here, record this. Record. Whose fucking idea was that? And why? And then as a mother, I don't know if she was around, but how, here's the thing. Why did, because somebody screen recorded the video that your children put up that you then called the cops, but you should have called the fucking cops on your son mm-hmm. as soon as you found out what the fuck he did, but you probably egged this shit on. And the reason why people do this is because they can only see the ignorance that's around them, yep. and they right, don't right. understand that it's a whole nother world outside of it. And there's so many people that were in the comments, like people, you know, Gay people, I know that do that like that's on legendary and polls and mm-hmm. working in industry and they were commenting like this shit is triggering. Yeah, and you wonder why we create families of our own once we're able to leave or mm-hmm. leave and we don't come back. It's shit like this. That's so true. And then for you to put that on the internet and you're wondering why people and then you made him because I watched that video too. You made he sound like he's like I seen that video too. like trembling and he's trying to explain like everything's okay. Well, did it, you see when he read the comment that said that the person said, "Well, I I knew him in sixth grade and he was bullied in school mm-hmm. and people always bullied him for being himself." And he read it and he said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that." He said, "Yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I've always been bullied for being myself." And I'm thinking, "Oh, okay. So you are probably gay." And unfortunately, like you said, you get it at school and you fucking get that shit. And at you home can't too. escape it. That's and a you damn can't shame. escape it. And people, are, you know, to to be bullied. It's just, I I was bullied before, but it wasn't like yeah, nothing like too. that. And it's like, you know, by I, adults, I, by an adult, by no, not by adults. That's what I'm saying by children. Okay. And at some point, I blew a fuse and I started fucking people up. But it's kind of <laughs> like if I if you have to deal with the same level of torment at school, mm-hmm. and then even worse at home by adults, right. you don't feel safe. So it's like no escaping. So you wonder why these things happen. And unfortunately, now he's in um, Child Protective Services, Mm-mm-mm. and that may not even be a better situation. You know that's, what's so crazy? I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to um, you no, off. that's just, I was just saying, like, that's another amount of trauma. Mm-hmm. Every time you take a kid out of a home, that's a trauma. Every time they have to move around, it's like it's trauma on top of a trauma. It's just, it's it's a trickle effect. Um, but what I was going to say is, I know somebody um, that was in a situation where they were being um, sexually molested. They were being molested. Um, a male, he was being molested by a relative, very close to him. And that was kind of helped him become gay because mm-hmm. um, it was introduced to him at a, a very, very young age. How did they not know that they also happened to this little boy? Like you said, trauma on top of trauma. You don't know. You don't even know if this is a decision that he necessarily made because there's different layers to this. I mean, it's not a decision. People, well, I feel like when people, I say that, you, like, what I'm saying is like the like the example I use. Yeah. It was something that 
probably wouldn't have never been even thought of necessarily, but it was something that started at a very young age up until he was in his teens, mm -hmm. from a very young age. And, you know, he hated himself. It's like it, he didn't identify to being gay until he was late in his late 20s. Mm -hmm. Like, we all kind of knew, but it was something that he suppressed. Right. And it was like, you know, I, it was always, I hate this relative because they made me this way. You know, this is not something that I wanted to be necessarily or, you know, identify with. It was just something that happened. Just like I know a few lesbian girls that had a trauma with sexual assault and it made them not not even look at penis anymore. Mm -hmm. So just imagine somebody bullying them and their family, and it's like, well, I already have fucking trauma, and this is a way I'm coping. Mm -hmm. It's so many layers that could be going on in this situation, and it's it's just it's just fucked up. Yeah, in every way, shape, or the form, it's fucked up. And it's also when you think of, it starts to shape the mind that you're gonna always, I'm, you know. This is some shit that I got to deal with at home. So that means that it's going to be okay for people to do shit like this to me mm -hmm. out in the real world. I got to expect this. I have to sit here and think like, oh, my God, this person is going to beat me up because I'm gay or they think I'm gay or right. I'm holding hands with somebody. That means it's okay for me to get beat up because I should have known better. Right. That type of shit. Like, stop doing that gay shit. What the fuck is gay shit? Like, what is Girl. like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, people do stupid shit. Like, I had just said this before. Like, everything is fucking gay. You see a little boy reading a book, that's that gay shit. Right. <laughs> he can't fucking read Harry Potter. Well, God forbid you, if he, he wanted watching, to be trans. Yeah. God forbid if he wanted to be trans, too. Like, that's what I'm It's a whole. It's other layers to this. So it's one thing if he's gay, and now it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't even identify as gay. a boy. Yeah. Like, maybe he don't even identify as being a male. Like, so then what? what's the next layer for that? It's just, it's just sad. And then, it, like it really I said, is. it's just like another trauma because mm -hmm. now you feel like you got your family in trouble. Yeah. That's now a you shame. feel like you're at fault, even though you didn't put this shit online. Exactly. This is not your fault. Whose page was it? You know whose page? I was? believe it was one of the siblings. They okay. had posted it. It said the sister was recorded, but I'm not sure who page it was. But mm. it's like you know, as a child, when children internalize everything, right, and they think everything is their fault, they like is really in their head. So now it's like, oh, yeah, it's my fault. Why? You know, all this trouble is happening. Now you're in a stranger's fucking home. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they're who they are, what they could do to you, and you don't even know how long you could stay there. Mm -hmm. So now you're from place to place to place because of some shit that you you don't... It wasn't your choice. You're, right. You were born like this. And I've had conversations with countless people and said, I wouldn't choose this <laughs> if I could right. because this shit is tough. It's just like I wouldn't choose to be black. People say shit like that because the shit is tough. It's mm -hmm. hard. These are things that are not choices. These are things that you are born with. And, you know, unfortunately, when you are, and I see this with a lot of black men, when you are beaten and treated like shit by white people and just your life is fucked up, it's only one way for you. You got to find somebody to take that shit out on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, black women and sometimes it's you know people of the lgbt community because you had to feel superior to something yeah and yeah but i pray you know yeah that hopefully they he's placed in a safe environment yeah. that his well-being is really taken in consideration that 
these, you know, organizations that are speaking out about it are stepping up to make sure that he's okay. And yeah. God bless him. I'm not sure what the mom had to do with it. I'm not going to assume that she was around. I don't know. But prayerfully, these people become educated and be held accountable for their actions. You know what's so ironic? That I know we're going to move on, but um, what if he doesn't even identify as being gay? That's what I was saying. <laughs> what, if, what if he just feminine? Or what if he... You beat him up for being gay, and he doesn't even see himself as a male. What if he's, like, trans, and he doesn't see himself as a boy? Like, it's so many stuff. Or what if he's just... Like, that's why I said, like, people say everything is gay. Reading a fucking book. He probably read a book and was sitting there. <laughs> or so doing stupid. a fucking TikTok, <laughs> and y'all calling it gay shit because all y'all want to do... He spoke well. He spoke well, <laughs> you know. He used the complete he, sentence. It was he's a problem. doing trivia questions on his phone. <laughs> like, ignorant people think everything that's not on some hood shit is fucking gay. Yeah. Like, it's weird. True. It's fucking weird. But God bless him. I God really bless him. That, and you know, he... he Gets you know put on the right path and he it can be something he can grow from. Please, right? So real quick, it's this um, big corny, dirty Teletubby oh, from shit. Miami uh, that felt the here. need <laughs> to speak on Beyonce. What you call him? Big dirty Teletubby, funky. <laughs> he goes by the name of Trick Daddy Dollars, <laughs> Maurice. He decided. To get on Clubhouse mm. and discuss <laughs> Queen Beyonce and her husband, Jay-Z, mm. and say that Beyonce can't sing. Mm. <laughs> and that Jay-Z is not a GOAT in rap, but he's not the king of he not the king of New York, and that he only got that position because B, the notorious B.I.G. died and New York needed a savior. We're gonna get into some things. It's one thing. It is one thing to be a fucking hater. But don't be a fucking <laughs> hater and a motherfucking liar. Right. <laughs> don't fucking lie and say that... He's a little delusional. It's the crack. <laughs> it's the fucking crack. That's what they found, and you, they found you doing it, right? In your car. When you They found you what in your car. Was it crack? Was it crack? I thought it was I thought, crack. I thought it was coke. I, I, thought I it know was, it was cocaine. I don't know what form of cocaine. <laughs> Whatever. If it was rocks or powder. But oh, excuse me, way. powder. You no, I have no idea. You, I don't know. Perhaps you're a rich bitch. <laughs> I don't know. But in the words of New York, Beyonce? Beyonce? Beyonce, I'm sorry that this funky, dirty, <laughs> melted, milk dud son of a bitch thought that he was he could speak on your name like this and motherfucking lie. Mm. Now, you can say that you don't really listen to Beyonce. You're not really into her like that. And that's your opinion, because this is what he said. This is my opinion. It's like it's an opinion, but y'all be saying it's my opinion to spill to be haters. Yeah. Y'all use that as an excuse to be haters. You can say a lot of stuff. I don't ever take nobody's talent away from them. Beyonce can sing you down. He tried to say because his godmother, who was Betty Wright, was her vocal coach. Bitch, every good singer has a fucking vocal coach. That way, they're not straining their vocals. Right, but what does that have to do with They don't have shit to do with shit. Beyonce don't sound like fucking Betty Wright. May, you know, may she rest in peace. She sounds like motherfucking Beyonce. And to sit there, and we only know two real songs by you, and say that Jay-Z ain't a motherfucking goat, bitch. I don't think I know any songs of him by himself. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then two, your fat funky ass got these thoughts, but your ass set up at the formation tour opening up for both of them. Oh, I mean, yeah. at the on the run tour when Khaled was DJing, did you not? Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I had to say about his big, funky, fat, funky Well, ass. you know I stand for Jay. Jay, you know, I always tell Malia, you know, no offense to your girl Beyonce, but I always say, you know, her stepdad, when I'm talking about him, she tried to <laughs> she tried to say something to me the other day, and I was like, Malia, I do know, like, she said, yeah, did you know, I forget what it was about him. And I was like, Malia, um, I just looked at her like she was crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you do know he's just stepped down with everything about this man that I could. Oh, we were. She said talking about how him and Beyonce had the matching tattoos. And oh, I was like, ring. I said, oh, they got new tattoos. And she said, oh, no, no, no. They Did you know that they got tattoos? I said, Malia, that's old. That's, <laughs> that's old. Years that was ago. before you were born. <laughs> right. Years, many, many years ago, honey. Um, nah. But when it comes to him, like, I just feel like I don't even have to say nothing for Jay because it's Jay-Z. Like, people make comments about him all the time. The biggie thing, people love to go there. Um, it may be true. I'm not going to say it's not, but Jay-Z is here and Biggie is not no shade. I'm not trying to be funny, but I hate, that's just like when people say Beyonce when it blew up if it wasn't for Leah. That don't even make sense. Don't get me on that. Don't get me on that. I I hate the comparison. Don't get me on that. There is not, just because a person has passed away, I'm sorry, you know, and I I do have a lot of empathy and and whatnot, and I love me some Biggie. But and you know I love me some Aaliyah, but these are two totally different categories. Now if you exactly. now if you're going to compare anything, you can say, well, Jay Z started off one way and then switched his whole style of following after A Z, and that's a whole nother thing. He changed mm-hmm. a lot of things about himself. Now that we can go down that rabbit hole, and I can have a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. Um, if that's the case, if it was like Jay said about um, in Lost Ones about Dame Dash, if you know, well then where's the other goat set? Yeah, make another Jay. <laughs> make another Jay. Why you ain't one? Trey, you ain't even in New York. Where are you? Trey, you? Daddy, you're not even. <laughs> You you're can't the, even out-rap Jay-Z. We had fucking goals in his fucking mouth, you bitch. You can't out-rap fucking Master P. You can only <laughs> rap a motherfucking sandwich, bitch. And, like, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. <laughs> and I tried so hard throughout this show not to be on my beehive Ooh, shit. I, can't I wait kept to it have out the show. No, I'm going to bring it I've in here for you. I've kept it out the show so much of not being on my beehive shit, but don't play with me. Yeah. Um, that, that's just, I'm sure they probably was like, who? We are <laughs> And they be, Mariah Carey. Who? We're going to be who overtime. And, sorry, Eric. But um, <laughs> we're going to get into the throwback next. Okay. And this week, we decided to switch it up a little bit. And kind of yeah. like our first episode where we talk about nostalgic things that we've experienced. Right. And I had talked to Eric and Natasha last week, and I was like, it don't feel like summer. Yeah. Like, back when we were younger, like, it does not feel like that no more. And some of the stuff I was saying was, you know, I'm used to hearing, I, I grew up hearing kids play all the time. Yeah. Like, me and my friends and my siblings, we would be out. You couldn't catch us in the house. Yeah, that's like, true. If you let us outside, we will be us outside from sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as like, you could, and be like, don't even want to come in to fucking eat. You be mad at shit. You got you eat your food fast and shit. Like, and she be like, look, go ahead. You play around and want to. You come in later. Don't ask me for no fucking food. You and be like, you, all right, I'm not gonna be hungry. I'm not hungry. You really trying not to pee? <laughs> oh yeah, because you don't want to be stuck in the house. No, because you know sometimes you come in, you don't come back out. You don't. You be crying at the uh, screen door. <laughs> 
straight into no, some new No, me and my cousins over there, we would go out the bathroom window and my eye could hear it because it would shake. And we oh, would be like, my God. come here, come here, come over here because I can't come back out the house. We'd be whispering and shit. Come sit on the steps so we can talk because I can't come back out. She won't let me back outside. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the no, shit No, I remember do. one time we were, like, playing and stuff and I really had to go to bed. I was holding it. And then my, cause my mom had said, stop going at my house. Next that's person they go in, yep, that's y'all staying in. Your ass is in. Girl, <laughs> I locked on the screen door. I was like, mom, I really got to pee. <laughs> and she was like, go to the bathroom. Like, I guess she forgot what she said. Right. I was like, you said I got to stay in the house. She was like, girl, go to the damn bathroom. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And it's like, yeah. like I get it now because it's like, kids do draw and write in yeah, and out and do shit. Especially when it's multiple kids. And it's, especially if you're trying to relax. Yeah. And it's like. Letting your air in. You let my air out. Not you closing the door back all the way. In. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're you're doing too much, way too fucking um, much. But playing rope all day. We would play rope all. <sighs> if you let us, we would play rope all day. We, Deandre, play, we gotta get a fucking rope. We do. We <laughs> gotta I get still a rope. Fucking got it, girl. I do too. I, I still I, motherfucking I mean, got I it. I can jump. Yeah. I can really jump. I um I had went to this haunted hayride at then a little corny one in Linville Orchard last October and um, there was some black older ladies there that do like a double Dutch competition mm-hmm. and they were um, playing rope outside of Lynn Villa and I was so hyped like please let me jump and I was in there for about seven seconds before I messed up. <laughs> I got a video of me jumping. <laughs> me too, Not too long. I got, look, we would play like regular double Dutch like play the games and stuff sing the songs mm-hmm. and then we'll be like all right, let's practice our tricks. Yeah, right, And exactly. we would do, like, jump Irish, and that's when you uh, turn underhanded right. in the opposite direction. We would, like, be two in a rope and do tricks that way. And right. we would do, like, jumping rope from the end of the block to the other end. Right. Like, like moving. Like, we would just do all types of shit. Yeah. We'll play, you know, one, two, three, hallelujah, mm-hmm. or, you know... Different shit like that. The one where you got to jump out when it's your birthday month. Uh-huh. Like, we would play all, all in day. together. All in together, <laughs> yes. And you all know what's that, missing? I think it's like block captains and block committees. Yeah, I because agree. Because I grew up and my block captain was the fucking shit. Yeah. Every summer, he would spray paint a new King Ball sets for us. Okay. Like, we had two on the block. We had two um, hopscotches. Like, and he would put the hopscotch in front of my house. Right. Because my house had three girls in it. And then, like, further down would be the King Ball, King Ball because it was, like, a lot of boys right there that lived there. He was so strategic right. and smart. Right. And we would, like, play hopscotch all day. I King hopscotch. Ball. Did y'all play curveball? No, what the hell is that? So it's like when you take a basketball. This is some real poor ass shit, right? Uh-oh. So <laughs> you take the basketball and then you would hit the curb. Okay. So you would yeah you would try to hit the curb. If you hit the curb, you get a point. No. It gotta hit the curb <laughs> and it gotta bounce back. Mm, fuck. Yeah, no. that's no. how we used to play curveball, no. making shit up, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just like my block. Did y'all play Chinese rope? Yeah, we played that. I w- I we learned Chinese that. rope. Where I did you learn addicted it? to jacks. Where did you learn Chinese rope, though? In school, in grade school. I didn't learn it. All right, so you a little older. I didn't learn it until I went to visit my great-grandmom in North Philly. Uh-huh. And then the the girls around there taught us how to play Chinese rope. We ain't never heard of that shit. Really? Yes, we never heard of it. And then the um we came back to our block. 
and West Philly and told all our friends, but uh-huh. we needed a second one. So the man that used to have the West Side Weekly would always have rubber bands. So we used to run up on him and be like, we had some rubber bands. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout right. out to the West Side Weekly. <laughs> but you like Jax. My mama loved Jax. I loved Jax. Jack's hopscotch and double dutch was like the three things that I could play all fucking day. Like, and I was really good. At, I'm really, really good now. Jack's was the worst one for me. Like, Sharday, mm-hmm. you know, a friend of mine was way better mm-hmm. than I was in Jack's. Um, the ball would always fall for me, and I'd be pissed, but I still yeah, play. I wasn't that great at it. I could play, but I wasn't <laughs> yeah, that I'm not great that, at I'm it. not that great at Jack's. You know, did y'all have like all right? So where I was at in Westfield, we had um, this man that would come down. It was the fish man. Okay. And he had like this big ass white uh, truck, like an industrial truck. Uh-huh. And we would have, like, all this fish on, like, it's like a moving, you know how, like, the moving trucks are? Yeah. But he would be on his horn as soon as he got in there, but he'd be like, fish man, fish man. He'll announce all the fish that he got. Nah, I ain't never seen So that. he also would have, like, crab leg claws, like, you know, from the uh-huh. bodies. Right. For a dollar, like a bag for a dollar. So we would ask our, like, moms and shit, can we have a dollar? Uh-huh. And sit right, get the West Side Weekly, sit right on the porch, and eat our little crab uh, claws. Eat your little food. For a dollar. Like, really? Really hype. We used to have, it used to be this old man in a um, Volkswagen. Okay. And he had, it was the fruit man. He would have, like, all these different fresh fruits, and he would drive it up and down in his Volkswagen. I didn't right. have none of that. I'll say one time, my mom, uh, she was dating this guy, and I was, uh, we was at his house, and it was the summertime, and I was like outside playing with all these kids, and it was the house in a block in Southwest, and um, this truck came down. It was giving out like lunches, mm-hmm. and like the kids all knew, and they were like, "Yeah, go get your free lunch." And I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, oh yeah, we had to walk to get our free lunch. I never seen it before or after that motherfucking day. And I was from West Philly. West Philly. I never, like, no, not even delivering. I never got a free, nobody, no truck came down my block. Wait, did y'all have free lunch period in the summertime? Fuck no. From where? That's what I'm saying. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, we got free lunches. Mm -hmm. It was the lady up the street. You must didn't know who it was around your way because it's, it's like every other couple of blocks like it has to be like and within walking distance okay so ours was like the next hundred of our block and yes we see those lunches either they would hit or they would motherfucking miss (laughs) so but my mom would be like no, take y'all asses up the street. <laughs> right. Before right. y'all eat my food. Exactly. Get that shit food. first. Get that shit and, fucking um, first. my older cousin was like 15, 16 at the time, and she ain't want to be seen with the freebies. <laughs> but she used to fuck them Jones up. So she would be like, and mind you, they used to be real Joe, like, you, we have to see you. We can't send you home with none. Right. So I used to be like, my mom just had a baby. <laughs> and I, um, my baby, I, my mom don't want to walk her up the street. Can I have one for my little sister? Oh, my and God. And it'll be her big ass. Because <laughs> she was, and I was, she liked this boy on her block. And I'm like, I'm going to tell him you be eating the freebies, too. <laughs> but they used to be so fucking good. Or they'd no. be really, really nasty. But I my never, mom was like, the one I tried least, was nasty. but they had snacks, too. Now, snack time was like at 2 o'clock, and they would have Danishes and oh, chips wow. and I never, I'm all types you. of stuff. 
Honey buns, cupcakes, all that. They shit. did not come to my area, and I was around. Yeah. Like it was I, I, none of my family members that live in West. I have never, ever, ever know. seen that shit on the block before or fucking after that motherfucking day. Oh, but my you know God. what I did see? So my daughter came home. From, Malia's in camp. She's been in camp for the last two weeks now. Um, she came home with some gimp the other day, and oh, I was yes. so fucking hyped. I said, "Oh my god, you got gimp!" <laughs> she yes. was looking like, "Well, can you help me?" I said, "I Do sure they still can." Call it that? I don't know what she called it. I just kept calling right. it gimp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why we call it gimp. I don't either. Because damn sure that way. As I was saying it, I was thinking that is the name of it, right? Gimp. Like, yeah, yeah that's gimp. what the fuck I called it. Was gimp. You do the uh, snake around a pole. That's what I was. That's what she, the girl that gave it to her. That's what they started. So I was real hyped because then I remember how to do that. I said, yeah. "Oh, good." I said, "But you only got the four pieces. I needed to be. I wanted to do the six or the eight. Like, I want to make mm-hmm. it real thick and shit." And she, I was like, you know, my daughter, she still don't really got the hang of doing it but it was nice showing her and like the first time I did it I, I still fucking had it it's girl. still memory <laughs> I used to always hate to get my shit started I could not oh, okay. I used to be like can you start mine <laughs> I was good at the box and then uh-huh. I would do the box and I would like shape it into like a heart or something mm-hmm. yeah I'm see when I have kids they gonna be some 90s is early 2000s. I was 2000s so happy to kids. see that. I said, like, and you, DeAndre, I go into the art store all the time because, you know, I'm still doing home, you know, home remakeover stuff. I never thought to go over there and look for Gimp for her. And right. I was so happy that a kid gave it to her. Right. And I'm like, Malia, we, you have to make it. We got to teach her how to jump double dutch, though. I was, but I've been telling her that. I'm like, we Malia, do. I want to teach you because you, gotta, you need to learn. Yeah, you do. It's something she needs. But who's the other people playing? I, I need people to know how to turn. We're we going. We going I, all my friends know how to jump. I'm going to have an event. We're going to have something this summer. I don't summer. think anybody I know knows how to jump, to be really? honest. Really? All not, my not my friends now. Mm-mm. Yeah, all my, well, I know all my friends since either middle school. Well, most of my friends. The I one, knew, those are the ones I'm talking about. From middle about. school and high school. Mm-hmm. We used to play. We used to jump all the time. Even in like if we were like in gym. Right. In high school, we'll oh, be like, yeah, girl. yeah let's. We, sometimes we recess didn't. every day at school, yeah. high school, after school. For our me. gym didn't do shit, and we'd be like, "You want to play rope?" I, I feel like playing rope. Until I got rope. like sixteen, I was like, "I don't feel like playing rope." Oh, I just sit that. here. I'm trying to think when I stopped. I mean, it might have been around that time because I but feel I would, like I didn't have I would, recess no but more. But I would jump every know. now and again. Like if I felt like I used to be like, y'all want to jump? Like because right. you know it's two. But I you have two have, sisters. Right, you still had siblings. I have two sisters, so it's done. like we'll just be like, let's go get a rope. Let's just jump, and it's great exercise. It's a beautiful because you're workout. literally lifting your own body weight, mm-hmm. and depending on how big and sometimes you, big and de- jumping down, yeah, and doing turning the around trance, and hopping, and oh man, yes. I, and I love teaching people how to jump. Oh, see, no, I don't. I used to love teaching people how to jump. I taught so many people how to well, jump. You can teach Malia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would teach her. Yeah, I used to love teacher. teaching people. I used to have, like, my baby cousins with, like, real small knowing how to jump rope. Really? We were, like, some jump rope bitches. Yeah, we got to get a rope. So we're going to get one, y'all. Watch. Yes, we're going to put this do it as a post. If y'all want to mm-hmm. jump rope, maybe we can come up and all meet somewhere and right. we jump rope and, and we can all like competition yeah we all bring like drinks and snacks and stuff mm-hmm. like that especially y'all that got them food stamps I, you know I'm just saying come through with a little a snack little, a little juice a little barrel of crabs wouldn't be uh, too bad it to won't be too there. shabby either <laughs> but no we used to do and um this drugstore near I could talk about this all day but this drugstore near us uh-huh. had um it was a black owned drugstore on okay. 56 and Catherine, 
and they would have um, like penny candy at the front. So like, so I remember my, the penny lady. We had a penny lady. Yeah, the candy mm-hmm. wasn't really a penny, but like that's what they. This is called a penny candy. Right. But so my mom boyfriend will always have friends over. Uh-huh. And they always had loose change, and our couch was like fucked up. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how mine was saying. It used to lean like when you lean, you sucked <laughs> in. So they changed used to fall into the couch. So me, and my sisters, and our cousin Sahim, we would wait until they leave and lift up the cushions and shake the couch out and get all this fucking change. <laughs> so what we would do is go to the penny candy store, buy a bunch of candy, and mm-hmm. we would play Uno for candy. Oh, yeah. Like with different oh, people off the block. We used to play game, like, man. yeah, we used to play it for mm-hmm. candy. And my friend Peach, I don't know if you listening, one time I, I kept whipping her ass because <laughs> she had glasses and uh-huh. you could see her cards oh, and her glasses. That's so fucked up. <laughs> that is so fucked up. You know what? Uh, what you say? Her name is Peach. Yeah. It would never happen again. She could never beat me and Uno. That was oh, that's a game that nobody Here could she ever. Go. And then when I beat her, she's going to be pissed. You could never beat me. Okay. All right. When I win. You know, but either way, yes. Um, and just remind me, one day we had to talk about um, when my teacher quit, because that's a <laughs> that's a whole thing. When my school had burnt down, it was a lot of things that happened back in my school youth. burnt down. Goddamn, my grade school year, and we got taught in trailers, not up the street from here actually. Which is oh just yeah, you did show me just plenty cool. of memories, but yeah, yeah. So shout out, had so much fun. It Maybe was we, a great yeah, childhood. we gonna have to talk more because there's so much stuff I can talk about from back then, yeah. like making up dances for the block parties, all that stuff, girl. I just the fights. Fights in the summertime on the block used to hit a little different. Girl, I remember one time these bitches was trying to fight my cousin, and it went from, it was supposed to just been my cousin and this girl, and everybody was telling us that they was going, the girl was coming around to come to my aunt house to come fight my cousin. So we waiting on the steps. Like, mind you, I got on a fucking skirt, but I didn't care. It was like, all right, whatever. Ain't nobody going to fuck with my cousin. And this girl was right. like... Known for fighting. This bitch came down the street, girl, because my cousin and this girl were like the known ones to fight. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to see it. I'm not lying. It was like 40 people in the fucking middle of the block. Oh, it was just I got a, a story fucking, like that, but people wasn't. It was bad. It wasn't that many people because they wanted <laughs> to so see it. It was like a swarm of bitches from both ends of the block. They came and chased this girl that lived on my block. Oh, and it shit. was like all these bitches from her school, they came down the block on both ends. What and did they she were, do? I don't. I to this day don't remember, mm. but they was gonna fuck she her did up. Some shit. And my mom <laughs> was all in it. I was oh, a lot wow. younger than her, so my mom was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, y'all all not about to fight her." My mom was arguing one of because one of the kid girls that was out there, their mom was out there uh-huh. telling the other the, girls that they need to line there? it up for her. Oh, and shit. my mom was like, "You a weak ass bitch. Like, right. what kind of shit is this? Like, you trying to?" Get these girls to fight one girl. That doesn't make sense. And the lady kind of was a bitch, so she ain't really say much. My mom, look, one day I'll let her get on here and talk about her yeah, little fight story. Because <laughs> she's funny as shit. But, um, yes, that's the throwback this week. Let us know some of y'all summertime memories yeah. on Instagram. Or even just childhood memories. Childhood so. memories that, yeah. you know, things that you don't see happen around anymore. Mm-hmm. So this week we have a Let It Go Sis um, listener letter. Okay. I'm really excited because it's been so long. And if you have a question that you want answered or a confession to make, feel free to DM us. It will it'll be read anonymously 
Or you can make up an email and email us at justletitgopod at gmail.com. All right. So let's get this started. So I met this girl at my campus job. She's a sweet girl, and she was telling me about her little boo she'd been dealing with. One who's an Aries, and she considers to be like a best friend to her. They messed around, but she said the dick was trash. So mind you, I mind my business, but I still peep things around campus. One of the things I have noticed is a lot of the dudes on campus come off to me, come off gay to me, but that's none of my business, right? So today she actually showed me a pic of the dude. Tell me why is one this one dude on campus a few, I saw a few times, and I lied to you not, he's just like a church choir director. You know, that type. <laughs> now, she really likes the dude, but is disappointed in the fact that his sex is vanilla. But I only think it's because he's not into women, and I just feel bad for sis. I don't need any advice because she's not a close friend, and it's none of my business, but could my gator be off, or could that possibly be the reason why the sex is trash? Well, one, I don't think that's vanilla. <laughs> Bad right. sex is not vanilla sex. Vanilla <laughs> no. sex. That's missionary. That's like very, and even to this point, just you do the same three positions, no variety, no switch no moans, up. No, no extra, no yeah. passion. No passion, no passion behind passion the sex. whatsoever. You don't, you do it's it. kind of a chore. You do it only in the bed. So I don't think that bad dick is, because it could be dick, good dick and it could be vanilla. Yeah, you know? that's true. I don't necessarily think that this, because I don't know the details. Right. I don't think it's because he's gay. I just think that some people just not good at sex. And I think a lot of times it's men who were in relationships for, like, a long time. Right. And the woman wasn't vocal enough to say, like, oh, I need you to do this. Or they weren't taking direction. Right. And also, you fucking me like the la- you was fucking the last bitch, and I'm not her. Yeah. So what can make her come don't make me come. I think you have to speak you up. You to learn what I like. Yeah, you have so to So it wasn't learn. that he couldn't get hard. It's just that the dick was trash. Yeah, the dick was trash. And I've had trash dick before, but I don't think the man was gay. I just think that he couldn't fuck. What does trash dick have to do with him being gay? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it. <laughs> I think that she thinks his aesthetic is like he looks gay. But then again, you're on a college campus, and they could just be a corny-ass frat boy. It don't necessarily right. mean gay, you know. It's, you know, that's a, a subjective thing to even, yeah. as far as you judging somebody by their look. Um, but, yeah, trash dick is just trash dick. He could be a church choir director. Is that what the term yeah. was? Um, he really could be into the church, and maybe he's not really... Sexual. Experienced. Right. <laughs> he could really just lack the experience. But then it's like, him being gay might not be having anything to do with having trash dick, because if, he, if you can fuck, you can fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, in my head, it's like, if you can He wouldn't fuck... be able to get hard. His penis shouldn't get hard. Yeah. Yeah, but even if he was bi, he was, like, a top. Like, he still would be able to fuck. If you yeah. can fuck, you can fuck. Yeah, it don't really to have do to do with, with the anatomy. How your sexuality. Yeah. That has nothing to do. <laughs> I just think if, it's if trash, you got... it's trash. And it, 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 it might be better to another bitch. Yeah, that's true, too. Because I ain't trying to be funny, but I be seeing people be goofy off of niggas that I've dealt that with. That you mess with. And I'm like, girl. The dick ain't that good. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What it's he did not to you. That good. But from what I remember, it was just so so. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not no shit to make something. me lose my mind. Yeah, I'm not acting But crazy. yeah, I think that he, I don't think it has anything with him being gay or that your gator is off. I don't think. 
I just think trash dick is just trash dick. And yeah. sometimes it could be a a, a a a thing that you probably she probably can't fuck either. Yeah. <laughs> like not to be smart, she probably not the most experienced bitch either. Because either one, if the dick wasn't that great, you're not gonna go back. Right. Or if right. he's a cool person, you wanna you can, you know, speak up and say what the problem is. Or maybe they don't have good sexual chemistry. Chemistry, yeah, and that can they happen. They really just might not have it. And her ass probably don't know how to fuck either. <laughs> But um, we're going to get into our boss bay. Yeah, I want to hear who it is. Yes, this week is a good friend of mine um, by the name of Katana. She owns Mix and Mingle mm. Cocktail um, Services. They do bartending for events, and she curates drinks. Okay. It's not just like... I'm gonna pour a vodka and soda for you. Right, like so she coming up with She her own curates shit. drinks and she also did my 30th birthday party. Which was great. It I, was I great. did come up to her a few times. Yes. <laughs> and then we had um even the um mimosas and which most people is just like regular orange juice right. and champagne. But she even made those special. Right. Um it's fresh juice, it's fresh yeah. mixes. It was really good. It's really like Curated drinks. She'll sit down and talk to you about your budget and see what she could provide. She also does pre-made drinks. Okay. Um. So if you are looking to go to the beach this summer, definitely hit her up for definitely. some of her pre-made drinks. Or if you're having a barbecue, she sells um, drinks by the gallons as well. Right. Or if you're having an event, she um, bartends. She'll do a specialty drink for you. And mm-hmm. if you still want a full-service bar, she'll do that as well. Right. So you can find her on Instagram at Mix and Mingle. It's M-Y-X. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. It's M-X-N-M-N-G-L-E. So, again, the Instagram is M-X-M, M as in Mary, X, N as in Nancy, M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, G-L-E. And, of course, as always, I'm going to post it on our Instagram, where you can also find all of our other past bell spades in the highlights. So, shout out Katana. Yes, Katana. And And your drink was really good. It was posh. It was like a posh kind of drink. It made me feel like I was, like, on a rooftop deck. Yeah, the space was really nice. In the anyway. middle of in November, <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very posh, very but refreshing. Yes. So, and yeah. it was like I had a specialty drink. I was it like was these delicious. Yeah, and you had a variety, yes. right? Because I uh, remember getting two different things. Yeah, I think she made like a couple of different drinks. Mm-hmm. I was, I felt good, you know. Mm-hmm. I last year I got a lot of her pre-made drinks during the quarantine. I know that's so. Fair. If y'all doing something like a picnic or like a beach day, definitely hit her up so y'all can pick up some pre-made drinks. Right. And um, her lit lemonade, her lit lemonade, which is lemonade. But oh, with lit, lit it's mm. good as shit. <laughs> and her Hennessy strawberry margarita, that's yeah, my jam. That good as hell. That's my jam. So definitely Hennessy um, strawberry margarita. Mm. Check mm. out Mix and Mingle and mm. um, let them know they just let it glow sent you. Yes, definitely. Shout out to her. Yes. Um, and our glow up topic this week is a little deep, yeah. but it's the process of exiting your survival mode. Mm. <laughs> How can you do that? As so as a okay. To me, 
it's hard to get out of survival mode. Speaking, I'm going to just speak as a black woman. I'm not going to speak for the black culture. But as a black woman, I feel like we are always in survival mode because a lot of times, especially if you live in an urban neighborhood, especially if you have children, you know, especially if you're a single woman, you have to always be concerned about from the time, you know, being in your house, um, watching, you know, making sure everything is in place and, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's plotting on you, going to your car or, you know, on the bus to go go grocery shopping, going to get your hair done, going out to the bar, going out to drink with friends. It's like, you know, walking past a group of men. It's so many levels of having to always kind of be on point that mm-hmm. I feel like you it's innate for us to be defensive mm-hmm. um, in survival mode at all times. And mm-hmm. that's why we come across as aggressive because we have to be, unfortunately. Um, and it's hard to turn that survival mode off. I, I think because it, it, it does do harm. Yeah, I think what you're describing is one branch of it. And that's right. something I'm I don't think I'll ever get out of that branch because I, I have to protect myself and protect my surroundings because I'm not going to be safe. Right. And no matter what I do, I, I can't guarantee my safety out in the world. So I it, I have to be on guard. But another branch of it could be mm. just simple things that we did to survive. Right. So like, um, like women that were in sex work. Because, you know, situations they had to, they were runaways or whatever, or this is the only way that they knew that they could make money. And then they have this money and they have education now behind it. They don't have to engage in sex work anymore because they're out of survival mode. And I know for me growing up, like, I realized a lot of, even like our eating habits, like a lot of shit we ate because we would eat food. Like, even like the free lunches, it's like, because you don't like food is, is a um it's safe you know it's scarce sometimes yeah and you have to eat what's available to you and right. what can stretch you know what I mean right. like me I like my mom always made spaghetti yeah right that's 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 I mean, that's, some, a... that's some shit that stretch <laughs> and like a motherfucker like a motherfucker on a budget eat, on a budget and it's cheap mm-hmm. But me now, I don't have to, I don't really eat spaghetti like that. My mother don't yeah. even eat spaghetti like that. You would think that that's like our favorite food, but it's like I don't eat it because I don't have to eat it anymore. Right. Or like noodles. Growing up yeah. eating noodles for lunch because it, it'll it'll get you hungry. It's quick and it's cheap. It's less than 25 cents. Mm-hmm. Yep. When was the last time you had noodles? I Months ago. Malia it's because you had a more. taste for it, right? Right. It's only because you, you had a taste for it. I have a bunch in my, in my house, but I won't eat it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not in there. And you don't thing. have to. It's because it's a snack now. Back then, it wasn't like a little snack. That yeah. was like a meal. But you know what? You're saying that. I will say I do have this trauma thing, and I don't, I always wonder what it is mm-hmm. that I overbuy when it comes to everything. Like, I, I'm always, I'm one of those type of people that don't like running out of shit. So I'm going, like, when I leave here, I'm going to go get some more pads. Because tomorrow I'm going right. to Costco. I'm going to get some tissue. Mind you, I have a whole pack of tissue, DeAndre. I don't like running out of pack. stuff either because it, it triggers things of yes, not having. Yes, and I don't and like that. And we had to get out that mindset of not having. And I was mm-hmm. talking to my um, girlfriend, Allison, and I was telling her that one of the things I realized about living alone is, like, I don't like an empty-looking refrigerator. Mm, it bothers me. Me too. But 
I live alone, so the refrigerator always gonna look empty because <laughs> I'm only. Or you gonna be wasting a lot of food. Yeah, or I, and I was doing that shit. Yeah. I was wasting a lot of produce. I was wasting mm-hmm. a lot. Everything was going to waste, but the shit that was in the freezer mm-hmm. because I barely eat. I'm barely. I, right. I don't eat a lot, right. and I cook enough for me. I had to like start like being very strategic when I grocery shop because right. I'm mentally it's bothering me, but it's like I have all the food I need. Right. But in my head, it's like, I don't got shit in here because it's not mm-hmm. full. Right. Like, it don't feel right. right. And I had to get I had to get out of there and be like, um, bitch, you know, for the most part, you cook once a week. Right. <laughs> right. That's, it's like, when you go grocery shopping, you can really just buy three types of meat. You right. know you don't be cooking like that, like that. Right. Like, when, you, when I do cook, I, you know, I go yeah. out all oh, out. Yeah. Right. But I don't really cook that often either. I eat, like, salads during the day or I drink a smoothie during the day. Right. And then whatever I decided to make the day before, I probably would eat that. Or I might, like, be out and do things and... That shit is left over. So it's like small things like that we have to start exiting. And I know with me, another thing of survival mode is always having a guard up with everybody Mm -hmm. and thinking that everybody is trying to play me or everybody is out to get me. I had to work on that. Family included? Yeah, even in a sense where it's like I think that you're trying to be smart. Okay. And it's like, they're not trying to be smart. Like Actions or words or both? Probably both, but for the most part, it's like words. It's like, I put more meaning behind things sometimes than what people actually meant. Okay. And it's like, that's not what they were trying to say. I had right. to realize that. And yeah. through realizing it, I would just ask, like, what you mean by that? Right. And give them the chance to explain it and not say it. It's the way that you can say it. Like, I'm like, oh, what do you mean by that? Or right. instead of saying, what you, what you trying to say? Right. Because what you trying to say, it sounds like I'm being aggressive. It's aggressive. But when I say, oh, what do you mean by that? And they explain it, it's not what I thought they were trying to say. Right. You know? And it's different stuff like that. But what you were saying, that is so funny because we talked about that. You know how, like, we were saying... When we were on our college campuses, mm-hmm. we would just walk around and smile, yeah, guard down. But as soon as we entered Philly, like our brains it is just like switches. the it bitches switches. <laughs> it switches. And honestly, though, what's so crazy is I didn't even realize that it was like that until I remember one time I was with this white girl um, that I was cool with, and at the time my um, my godson's dad lived in the projects. Um, <laughs> so we, I wanted to get some weed or whatever. So I'm like, all right, girl, I know somebody that got some or whatever. So we go to the projects. Mind you, she's like super white. And we in there. And her fucking, Why you bringing the white girl to the project? And her fucking car broke down. Oh, <laughs> inside the fucking God. projects. Her car. What broke projects down. was in it? The, on fucking uh, what's that? Fifty fifth Street, Fifty Sixth Street. Is it all right like off all, of Market Street? Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so I right, so. I was first of all we was saw this shit the fucking car broke down, but I'm in there and you know the projects everybody's outside. It's, it's the summer. It's the summer, so everybody's outside. And that was one thing, and then the fucking car break down. So now we got to get niggas to come over to help, like push her car to the fucking street. And she did not want to tell her dad that she where she was where she was. Right. She lived in South Philly, you know the white part, and her dad was mm-hmm. racist. I brought her up before. Um. 
But anyway, when we pulled into the projects, though, my point is she was like, <laughs> like, uh, this is where we're going. And I'm all like, yeah, girl, this day right about you. Like, I, it was so nonchalant to me because I, you know, I, I didn't know a bunch of people there, but I felt comfortable. Even though I was on alert, I still felt comfortable. But then it made me realize I'm not back, you know, at mm-hmm. Newman. And for her, this is all of her fucking element. Right. Like, you know, I, I realized, like, a lot of the white kids at my school would say, or even black kids that wasn't from Philly would be like, you live in Philly? And I'm like, yeah. Like, they acted like it was, like, fucking, I don't know, uh, ground zero for, like, a war or something. You here. know, the funniest part is, like, people think, like, West Philly is, like, the suburban, like, one of the sub- most suburban areas in Philly sometimes, like, when I talk about it, they're like, oh, you wasn't in North Philly, though. And it's like, um, West Philly might not be, like, North Philly, it's but the shit is, not. like, I didn't have, and I know people that grew up, you know, in North Philly, and they tell me certain things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I ain't experienced it. But then, like, if I talk about, like, some shit that I seen growing up to somebody that's not from Philly or didn't live in Philly, at that time, right. they be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like if I yeah. explain some of the shit that really happened, like if we talked about the shit that really happened there, yeah. and what what we seen, like people would be like, "That's fucking crazy." Yeah, like how did you deal and with that trauma? Seeing some shit. Escape some shit, survive some shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's a couple of times where I be like. If I just would have been somewhere for a split second, yeah. who Things knows what could have fucking happened? Uh-huh. You know, who who knows? But I feel like with exiting and survival mode, it's like, now it's like you have to, like, one of the things is, like I said, to go into, like, thrival mode. Like, right. you not where you were. Like, right. you don't have to want be on a defense in every situation right. or assume the worst about things or even count yourself out about shit because you don't you're trying to prepare yourself to be let down. Yeah, that's true. And it's like it's okay. Like we talked about it before when we were excited about the podcast. Right. And I'm like, is it nervousness or excitement? I feel like nervousness is negative. Okay. It's okay to be excited. Right. About the what's to happen in the future, you know. So you think nervous is being pessimistic? Yeah, it's like okay. you're nervous because you don't trust what's going to happen. Right. Or you don't feel deserving of what's going to happen. Or you're preparing to be let down in some way or to not be told that you're not good enough. It's all about the mental things that we, we you know, prepare ourselves for because we think the blow is going to be easier. Right. Going to be taken easier. Yeah, if it's we like pre- a defense mechanism. Yeah, if you prepare yourself. And I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah. Because it's sabotaging me. It's like I'm mentally just already thinking that shit is going to go crazy and it's not going to go the way I want it to. And it's yeah. like, well, if I'm I going thought positive, now, yeah. yeah. Okay. If you think positive, yeah, then you'll have a positive outcome. Yeah, that's true. And we have to, like, that shit we have to relearn. That's nothing that nobody taught us. It's just right. the things that we've seen around, you yeah. know. Simple shit, we'd be like, oh, God, thank God. Prayerfully, it'll happen. And it's like, 
it's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I say it to cover all bases because sometimes things don't happen and that was actually the that was the blessing. Like you mm-hmm. you so be so focused on thinking it's supposed to go this way and then when it doesn't and then it goes a different way and it's like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting it to go it didn't go the way I wanted, it went better. Better. But it didn't go in the direction, the path that I thought it would go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean I definitely agree with you. Um, I do think that it's something to work on right now. I've been struggling with this YouTube stuff. We'll get into another time because I know we don't have time for it. But um, I haven't talked about it, but I have been depressed Mm -hmm. because I'm like, you know, all those doubts, all them voices are like, this is not, Mm -hmm. this ain't going to work out. (laughs) And it's like, there's no reason for it not to. And my head is just because you you, know. you are and it's what I do because I'm supposed to be writing and I haven't done shit. Right. But it's for it's the fear. You're gonna do it next week when we link up. Uh huh. <laughs> it's for the fear of thinking like, well, shit. What if this shit really do work out? Right. That too. Scared. That's of success. Really scared of success. You yeah. know. <laughs> and then it's like also it's vulnerability of putting yourself out there, and you know what. That helped me, and I know it sounds so funny if I say it. Like, Milano posted this thing, and she was saying if she waited until shit was perfect, she would have never had her clothing company. It's true. She said, she was so like, true. I didn't know what I was doing. I just tried it, and I kept fixing things, and I kept fucking up, and I fixed it. And it was right. it kept being better and better every time I fixed it. Right. And it's like, if you don't at least put something out, like, how the fuck you going to know what to do? Right. Like, how so can true. you be better? And it's also an ego thing. Like, what you think that, you know, you're not going to make a mistake? Right. That you are perfect? That right. everything you do is going to be gold? And it's like, no. Right. We ha- like, if you are perfect, where can you... How can... If you are already at the ceiling... Right. Where the fuck can you go? The sky's the limit if you start where, you, where you're at right now. And if you actually give yourself grace... Right. And no, you stop um, counteracting your own thoughts and preparing yourself to do better. Right. I mean, to not get the things that you deserve, then we're, you're stuck in survival mode because then you're just moving to do shit that you know that's going to work. Right. Yeah, that's so true. A part of I feel like a part of exiting is doing shit that you don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. So um, and that's just jumping, it's, and taking that leap of faith. It is. It is, and it's a process, and mm-hmm. it's it's the small things we we can continue to work on. I right. feel like just recognizing, like this is the shit I used to do when I was just trying to survive. <laughs> right. And it's right. like I'm okay right now. Right. You know, right. I ain't the richest, but right. I'm not struggling. Right. It could be a hell it, of a lot worse. And it's been. Ooh, and child. it's been. Yes. It and it's like we have to start removing it. And I see it with people that are, like, really successful and have money. They do shit that they don't have to do because they're still stuck in survival mode. Right. And I don't want to be that person when I have the blessings that God has for me. Right. I don't want to be somebody that still do shit just based off survival. Yeah, no, When, I you know, I'm supposed to be in my thriving season, you know? Mm-hmm. So, those, you got any more thoughts on it? Um, No, I just, you know, I hope that everybody listening, you know, can take into account and consideration maybe things that you do that's in survival mode that um, isn't conducive to where you want to be at. Right. And just trying to actively work on it like we we are, you know, always trying to be a work 
work in progress. So, right. you know, just being aware of what that is and just going past that. Um, and I definitely will say that you referring to um, staying out of that, that energy and, you know, thinking optimistically. Um, and I'll talk about it next week because there's been things that's been happening since I've changed my energy level mm-hmm. that I just thank God now. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even pray no more. That's my prayer now. Like, I, it's so, and it's little things. I appreciate the littlest things, mm-hmm. girl, that it is crazy how I feel like it's my, it's the energy level, my expectation. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I feel like my humility, my humility is way better. Mm-hmm. And I really see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, now, you know, like I said, I'm still pessimistic about uh, the YouTube stuff. But and overall. Yeah, you're a lot, you know, <laughs> more optimistic than you were six months ago. Way you know? more. And that's all you can thank God for. You yes, know, is it? Thank him. And I think Lord. that I, I'm further than I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. Six months ago, I just six had a... Six months ago, we wasn't doing this. We weren't thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> but we, it was a back of our mind, but it wasn't an active thought. At all. You know? Mm-hmm. And the way that things... When you just are... When you tired... When you sick and tired, you sick and fucking tired, and you should get up and do some shit. I you know? And um, like we've said before, the glow up topic is not necessarily to us to talk about the things that we've glowed up from is the things that we are glowing up from that we Mm -hmm. are still active doing it and this is kind of like our segment of show where you get to see our journey and our growth and hopefully is reflective in your life or something that you have done or it'll help you start to see things in your life that you want you know to be better Um, so as always, thanks for listening. This is a long episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we we appreciate you always. Um, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. Mm -hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. And you can find us on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. And y'all could tweet us there. I'm not that good. I'm not that active on Twitter, but I'm going to try to be a little bit more. So if you're tweeting while listening to the show, just hashtag us or add us. And we'll definitely retweet and chat with you. The same with on Instagram. You know, get in the comments or DM us and tell us your thoughts on the episode. We definitely are going to chat back. Right. Um, We appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate Mm -hmm. everyone for sharing every week. Yes. Um, I'll have to start shouting some of y'all out because y'all do it continuously every single week. Yeah. And we appreciate it. It, You know, we say thank you to everyone, but we really want y'all to know we really, really, really appreciate everything that you guys done for us. Mm -hmm. And we hope y'all have a beautiful week. And we hope y'all are glowing up and feeling better. And, you know, watch y'all shine. And we'll see you guys next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.